As parents, have we been teaching our kids about the merits of hard work and the American free market? And if so, how do we explain to them why our government appears to be fundamentally straying from the principles that once made our nation the envy of the world, a system that has always rewarded hard work and hailed a free market? You know, many experts believe that today's kids will never acquire the economic status that their parents enjoyed because there's just too many taught to believe that socialism and free stuff from cradle to grave is the way to the new American dream or the Great Reset. Today, we'll be talking with author Cheryl Chumley about her new book, Lockdown, The Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedom. That's next on Licensed to Parent. I'm glad you've joined us for another episode of Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. Shepherds Hill is a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis. Our host is Trace Embry. He is the founder and executive director of Shepherds Hill and also the author of The Miracles of Shepherds Hill. I'm Michelle Hill. Our goal on Licensed to Parent is to take what we're learning each day at Shepherd's Hill and share it with you so that you can be better prepared to raise your kids in a way that honors God. You know, Trace, there's been a lot of suspicion and speculation about a concerted effort to fundamentally change the way that America operates as a government. And Trace, many of our listeners might be asking why we're talking about this subject on a program that deals with the issues of raising kids. Yeah, a legitimate question. Throughout American history, American parents have always raised their kids and imparted their moral standards and personal priorities in their kids as they saw fit. Our government largely stayed out of the way. But what's been happening lately is scaring a lot of parents because it appears that you know, in the course of their newly acquired overreach power, our government now wants to be the final arbiter over way more than merely what our kids are learning academically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't stop there. In addition to every sexual perversion under the sun, our government seems to be okay with having our kids brainwashed to be against the merits of the free enterprise system and for, quote-unquote, the virtues of socialism. And if that isn't bad enough... They seem to be trying to change the fundamentals of empirical reality itself. Our government wants to be God, and too many American parents seem to be okay with it. Too many Americans at large seem to be okay with it. Our kids are being taught to violate science by believing boys can be girls and girls can be boys. Then there's the whole COVID and the the vaccination thing. But if you can get parents to believe some of this kind of nonsense— then getting them to believe that socialism is better for their families in a democratic republic will be a snap. Bottom line, our kids are being indoctrinated, brainwashed, and so are we. Mm. And if we want our kids to enjoy the freedoms we've always enjoyed as God-fearing citizens, we've got to put the brakes in some of this nonsense. Well, someone who is willing to put brakes on this nonsense is our guest today on Licensed to Parent, Cheryl Chumley. Cheryl is the online opinion editor and host of Bold and Blunt, the podcast for The Washington Times. She's an in-demand public speaker and media guest, passionate about topics related to Christianity and the country's Judeo-Christian roots. She's passionate about the Constitution, about politics and policy, United Nations and sovereignty issues, Congress and Capitol Hill, 
pretty much anything that lends itself to exposing those matters that run counter to freedom, biblical principles, and the preservation of America as the greatest country the world's ever seen. Cheryl's also the author of Lockdown, The Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedom. Well, Cheryl, welcome back to the Licensed to Parent broadcast. Hey, it's great to be with you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So your new book is called Lockdown, The Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedom. Can you give us an overview and, 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 and why this is a book that ought to be in the hands of today's American parent? Sure. Uh, just briefly, I wrote Lockdown because for over two years, I covered the government's overreach on the coronavirus using fear to exploit the people of the United States, especially, sure. and to justify its clampdowns on liberties. And I looked forward at where they're going to take this coronavirus crazy, as I call it. And it's not going to be a return to pre-pandemic normalcies, as many in the bureaucratic field promised us. Uh, we're going to have this lull, which we're kind of in now, and then there are going to be the same bureaucrats who group together and call for more lockdowns, more uh, seizures of individual liberties based on either another virus or fear of virus, or where I think they're headed is tying the viruses to environmentalism, and they're going to talk about climate hysteria and so forth, and the need to curtail human activities because there is a real climate crisis that they're going to say is coming. Mm -hmm. Well, for well over a decade now, I've signed off every licensed parent broadcast with, uh, with this. If you don't train your children, somebody else will. Do you think somebody else already has? Well, definitely. In the school systems, as a matter of fact, and, mm -hmm. and I'm sure your listeners are well aware of this, it's not so much about the children anymore and teaching them <laughs> the concepts and instruction that they need to have successful lives in America. It's about brainwashing them with communist Marxist propaganda to hate America, hate capitalism, and to hate the founding fathers. And with the end result being uh, a, an all-out press to cripple the Constitution and usher in a new form of government, something that's more collectivist in nature than dependent on individualism. Well, you know, as, as parents, I mean, really, don't we have a moral obligation to our kids to keep them ahead of the curve on this stuff, to give them, as Paul Harvey used to say, the rest of the story, and, and, and not just about socialism and, or the COVID hoax, but about what our government's doing to make sure we're buying into this great reset, which, by the way, Explain what the Great Reset is, and, and do you discuss this in your book? Well, the Great Reset, to answer your second question first, the Great Reset is basically a concept of the World Economic Forum, headed by Klaus Schwab, who wrote a, a book about it and now wants to use the coronavirus as a platform to bring about this Great Reset. And what it is is a total change of the world's economies. Uh, so capitalism, as we have in America, will be modeled much more like the so-called capitalism, and I put that in air quotes, that they have in China. Yeah. Uh, in America, our businesses are structured so as to benefit the shareholders, so as to benefit the profit and loss of the mm -hmm. business. And that is called shareholder capitalism. In China, they have what's called the stakeholder capitalistic model, which isn't capitalism. It's basically when businesses go into business to advance a social justice agenda. And that's why you see so many companies nowadays in America with their woke corporate structure, uh, where they're 
they're pushing Black Lives Matter agendas and environmentalism and so forth. And so that's what this Great Reset is about. And if you look beyond the curtain, it's basically a huge redistribution of wealth away from America toward uh, poorer nations and ultimately benefiting the few elites at the global bureaucracies that are in charge of bringing forth this policy to fruition. And the danger for America is that we now have in the White House a feckless Joe Biden presidency mm-hmm. who is on board with this great reset agenda. He calls it build back better, but it's one and the same. Well, a, a lot of people are going to, you know, slay me for talking about this quote unquote political subject on a parenting show. Can you explain to our audience why this is definitely a parenting issue? Well, you have to be aware of where the perils to America's freedoms are coming from. Because Mm -hmm. if you're a parent in America, it's common sense that you want your children to have a life of liberty such as you had. And in America, there are so many perils that are threatening these individual liberties that you're not really doing your job if you're not sitting up and taking notice of what's taking place in the political arena. And it's not just the next election in America. That's very important. But when you have this global force that is steamrolling its agenda through this weak White House and bringing about a socialist slash communist system into America's culture and politics, that's a threat to your children. How are they going to live free if they're not raised on the idea of American exceptionalism, that being that our individual rights come from God and government is only there to preserve and protect those rights. Mm -hmm. That goes completely in conflict with what this Davos Great Reset World Economic Forum is pushing through America right now. We're talking today with Cheryl Chumley. You may recognize her from her podcast, Bold and Blunt for the Washington Times. You're listening to Licensed to Parent. We'll be back right after this. Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis, is celebrating 20 years of ministry. There have been many distractions in our work through the years as a result of a four-lane highway that divided our land. As a result, plans are underway to develop a whole new campus designed to improve our students' therapeutic experience away from the highway noise, along with up-to-date infrastructure and staff offices, all to help smooth out the day-to-day operations. The five-year, two-phase plan will begin with a new dining hall, followed by two new school buildings, also containing a new studio for licensed to parent. Please consider partnering with us, building together a new and improved Shepherd's Hill Academy. Learn more and make your gift today. Shepherdshillacademy.org slash building together. That's shepherdshillacademy.org slash building together. And thanks for helping us provide healing to teens in crisis. Hi folks, Trace Embry here, host of the Licensed to Parent broadcast and founder of Shepherd's Hill Academy. We've all heard about modern day miracles, mostly from mission fields. Frankly, I believed about half of them and experienced none of them until about 30 years ago. Christ truly became the Lord of my life. The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill is a book that wasn't written as much as it was recorded. It's the true story of how God used a handshake, my family's last $200, and our 30-year odyssey of bumper-to-bumper miracles to acquire a 60-acre farm that was used by the devil. 
and turned it into a 250-acre globally recognized healing ministry for God. I want all people to know that Jesus Christ is still in the miracle-working business for those submitted to His word, will, and way, and who properly understand what faith truly is. The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill, an extraordinary odyssey of divine interventions by Trace Embry. Learn more at LicensedToParent.org. Welcome back to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy. Shepherd's Hill is a nature-based therapy program for teens in crisis. And today we are helping you, the parent, think through what is going on in our nation. And our guest today is Cheryl Chumley. Before the break, we were talking about American exceptionalism, the threats to that from the World Economic Forum, and the great reset. Trace? Yeah, and that forum, their first premise isn't God exists. You know, their government is God to these people. They're God. They're their own God. But if you Google the Great Reset, immediately it describes the Great Reset as a conspiracy theory. Now, how can parents best explain to their kids that not all conspiracy theories are created equal, and some of them are, are a little more than theories? Well, don't Google it. Go to weforum.org. That's okay. the World Economic Forum.org. And all that's where I went to. All over their website is mention of the Great Reset. All over the website are writings, not just by Klaus Schwab, but by other members of the World Economic Forum that state directly that now is the time. The coronavirus has given them the opportunity to bring forth this Great Reset like never before in history. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, don't take my word for it. Don't Google search it. Just go directly to the source of these statements and agenda and read it for yourself. There you go. Weformed.org. How is the Great Reset? Is it any different than what used to be called? Or they, I've heard it come out of them. That used to be. It's still coming out of the mouths of people. And they're, they're unblushingly calling it the new world order. Is this one of the same or, or is, there, is there a nuance there? What's going on? Yeah, I, I've looked at that, and I wrote in my book, Lockdown, it's basically one and the same. One world order, new world order, the Great Reset, build back better. Uh, it, it's all one and the same. And if 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 you're a Bible reader, you understand how this actually plays out right. into, you know, Revelation times with the one world government and the one world currency and so forth. And, and if it is that, and that's a big if— um, but boy, with everything else in the equation, it seems like it's more than an if. Are we fighting against God to fight against this new world order? I don't see how, because I don't see how this comes from God. I mean, God is in charge of everything, right? He's mm-hmm. sovereign, and nothing happens without his will. The, the hairs on our head are numbered. A bird doesn't fall to the ground without him knowing it. So, of course, God already knows. But that doesn't mean that we as individuals don't fight for what's important in our lives, don't fight for the right causes. And in America, we are different from every other nation in the world because we started with a covenant with God. And we started with the idea that individual rights are God-given. 
Mm-hmm. We don't need government to give or take our rights. We are born into them because we are blessed by God and we recognize that he is the head of America. That's the ideal. We've turned from that, and I feel as if we're, we're suffering some consequences for that turning from God. But to fight no for God-given liberties means to fight for the right for America to stay sovereign, and that means fighting against this great reset. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to go down, go down swinging, right? Um, okay, so yeah. a, a lot of people think that, uh, you know, this is a Republican versus a Democrat thing or a conservative versus liberal or whatever. But I, I first, I'm old enough to remember 1988 when then-president newly elected uh, during his inauguration speech, uh, George Bush Sr., said to this effect, now we can usher in the new world order. Now, this is a Republican, conservative Republican. Aren't both these sides kind of sleeping in the same bed, getting uh, support from the same military-industrial complex and the, the oligarchs of the world? I'm glad you brought that up because, yes, it, you know, this has gone beyond just our next election. It, it truly is a, a battle of the principalities out there. Absolutely. And Democrats are more open. They're, they're, if you look at Democrats, they're more like uh, the socialists. They're, they're rushing toward this redistribution of wealth, and they're pretty open about it nowadays. Republicans, many Republicans, are on board with many of the principles of this great reset because they think it'll benefit their own pocketbooks. But you can't look at it, as you say, that it's just vote in better Republicans and all this will go away. It, it goes much larger than that. And we have to be smarter when we do vote. We have to realize that the best politicians are the ones who talk about things like God-given rights and American exceptionalism and limited government and constitutional principles. We don't don't want Republicans out there who are just talking about uh, saving us and 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 giving us tax breaks and restoring parental rights to schools. That's all important, but the larger battle here has to be addressed by Republicans, and that is the fight to maintain God-given rights. What's the most important thing parents should be telling their kids about this? "Quote unquote conspiracy theory" without freaking them out too much. This is a lot of. I, I remember my dad telling us about this stuff in the late '60s, early '70s with Brzezinski and the like. Mika's dad, I guess. Um, this stuff was was kind of brewing even back then. Uh, Eisenhower in his farewell address, you know, he's talking about be beware of the military industrial complex. That was in 1960. How do we break this to our kids, and what's the significance of breaking it to them? Well, I think we have to combat what the socialists are pushing in the school systems right now. And I don't just say socialists, um, you know, hysterically or anything like that. I, I chronicle in um, my second to last book, Socialists Don't Sleep, that the DSA, the Democrat Socialists of America, have actively recruited members to go into the school systems in America and become teachers and teach the next generation in the socialist way to go. So we have to counter that narrative and we have to have conversations with our kids 
about the importance of the Constitution, but more than that, about how the Bible has played into America's founding and Mm -hmm. its exceptionalism and continues to this day to remain pertinent to keeping us free. So I, I think just having conversations with your kids about the importance of the Bible and the importance of the Constitution, and then maybe watching news with them and and talking about how those two play out in modern politics and, and modern-day culture Amen. and how they still apply uh, could do a lot toward teaching them to yeah. think critically on their own. You know, uh, for our kids to use the term American exceptionalism in their grade school or even their high school or college, uh, they're going to get mocked for that, and they're going to say any nation that would enslave other human beings could never have ever been exceptional. And yet, uh, de Tocqueville, uh, despite the slavery, said that we were, <laughs> that we were a good nation because, uh, or, or we were a great nation because we were a good nation. Um, can you kind of parse that out? W- w- help parents explain how a country that once had slavery as, as part of its uh, uh, existence can be an exceptional nation. Well, we also stopped slavery, too. And Mm -hmm. we also brought forward documents that declared uh, over time all humans, even blacks, even females, all races are equal, and we all have the same rights of to pursue life, liberty, and, and so forth. And what other nation does that? What other nation can offer uh, people from all walks of life, all religions, uh, all political beliefs, the same opportunities to succeed, no matter what your background in life is, born into rich, born into poor, uh, all that, you still have the same opportunity in America. Yeah. That's not to say it's easy, but life itself isn't easy. And if you're teaching your kids that life should be easy, you're, you're doing them already a disservice. Boy, you're right about that. You know, we had Bob Woodson on, I don't know, about a year ago. Uh, he, he said one of the, I think, one of the most profound things about that. He said, America has always been a redemptive nation. You know, we've always tried to right our wrongs. And then he went on to say, this is a black man, he went on to say that, that no nation should be defined by the worst of what we once were. And uh, I think there was, there, was, that there was a lot to be said in that statement that, that our kids should learn from. And we can't go back uh, in, in time, obviously, but if we could, um, we, might, we, we may have owned slaves ourselves. We're going to look back at what we're doing to our kids with, with pornography and smartphones and all the junk that's going on, the, the BLM, white privilege thing, all this stuff. We're going to look back at this, this transgender stuff, all this craziness, insanity. This, if there's anything systemic in America, it's systemic mental illness. That's what we ought to be, and that starts from a spiritual problem. We're fundamentally dealing with a spiritual problem here, but that term's not even in the equation anymore. Um, but okay, well, that's why I ran it a little bit, but w- w- let me ask this. Why is capitalism the beast that so many people have painted out to be where our kids are now looking at socialism as being uh, something that, you know, maybe we need to attain to. 
Well, that's been a, a strategy of the left, and that's something that they've been able to successfully sell into the minds of a lot of youth who actually aren't in positions to know better because it's easy to be socialist when you live at home and live off somebody <laughs> yeah. else's dime, right? Yeah, thank it's you. It's easy when you... When, when you work a part-time job and you live at home and so you see, you know, all, all the money you make from your job is used just for spending on whatever you want. Exactly. It's only when you get out into the real world and you see how what the government does in terms of raising or lowering taxes and fees and things like that and implementing all kinds of policies that hike your costs of food and gas. It's only when you experience that firsthand and you start to make the connection between what capitalism is, a free market, versus a government-controlled socialist-type market. That's when you start to understand the actual beauty of a free market capitalistic system. And I think it's easy to sell into the minds of kids who have no, uh, they, they don't have any stake in the matter. Uh, they're not losing anything. It's easy to sell them on socialism because it sounds great. But when they, when reality hits, that's where it cripples. Yeah. You know, I think it was John Adams said in order for democracy to work well, it has to be a moral citizenry involved in the equation. But we no longer have a moral citizenry involved in the equation here in America. Is that an argument for the fact that socialism might be the best thing for a nation in moral decline? No. Oh, gosh, no, because that just sets up the, the idea that the immoral can gain even more than they would under a capitalistic free market system where they're still forced to produce something of value else. People won't buy it, whether it's a service or a good. You can't lie. You can't fake that. You can only do that for so long before people realize, hey, this is a piece of junk. I'm not going to buy it. But a socialist system just it puts the government in charge of choosing who is the winner versus who is the loser. Yeah. And no matter how good the quality of service or product, if that's all that's on the shelf, if that's all that's being offered, that's all you can get. So no, gosh no, it should be the opposite way, advocating more the importance of a moral virtuous population in order to keep the, the culture free, in order to keep the economy free. Well, Cheryl, we're out of time, but I got to squeeze in this last question quickly with a quick answer. I hope uh, you can give it to me. But in light of our labor crisis in America, why aren't more parents and should more parents make their kids get summer jobs? I have no idea on that. My kids all worked, and I, I, my my fifteen year old daughter is about to turn sixteen, and the day she turns sixteen, she's applying for a job. I don't know. I, I got an idea. I don't know. I've got an idea. Parents, make your kids get a summer job. Uh, remove their video games. Remove the computers. Whatever. Just say, look, if you want to play these things, you're going to go get a job and uh, contribute to the American economy. Well, Cheryl, God bless you. Uh, thank you for the book, Lockdown, The Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedom. Thank you so much. God bless. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent has been Cheryl Chumley. We've been talking with Cheryl about her book, Lockdown, The Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedom. And you can find that book at CherylChumley.com. Thanks for listening to Licensed to Parent. Licensed to Parent is an extension of Shepherds Hill Academy, our year-long Christ-centered wilderness-based residential program for troubled teens. If your teen is in trouble, we want to help you. 
Contact us through our website, licensedaparent.org, and see how we can assist you and your child. At Shepherd's Hill, we still have construction going on. Earlier this fall, we put a roof on and insulation in our much-needed new dining hall. We are well on our way to expanding our campus, thanks to generous donors like you. Your gift to Shepherd's Hill is bringing hope and healing to families in crisis. You can always give securely online by clicking the Donate button at the top of the page when you visit LicensedToParent.org. You know, another way you can support us is by getting Trace's book, The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill, An Extraordinary Odyssey of Divine Interventions. You know, Trace has said this book wasn't written as much as it was recorded. It's an account of all the bumper-to-bumper miracles that it took to acquire a 60-acre farm that had been used by the devil and turn it into a 250-acre globally recognized healing ministry for God. That's pretty incredible. And the book is pretty incredible. If you'd like a copy for yourself or, hey, pick up a few for your friends for Christmas gifts, just simply go to LicensedToParent.org and scroll down to the book on the right-hand column. That's LicensedToParent.org. Thanks to our team for making today possible. Daniel Fazina helps with guest relations. Our producer is Rich Rosel. Carl Peets is our technical producer. For Trace Embry, I'm Michelle Hill, inviting you to join us again next time to renew your license to parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless. See you next time.